Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. So today, uh, my, my objective today is give you a big picture, a uh, big vision, if you like, for the Horsham Church of Christ Mission Partnerships and what that looks like. And uh, without necessarily calling back, I mean, we'd all, it's a rhetorical question, but what do you think of when you hear the word mission? Now, here's a few things that I've thought of and maybe I've heard over the time and maybe thought myself at different times. But a mission is something that happens in another part of the world. You know, those who are less fortunate, those we don't really have anything to do with, um, those who perhaps the government doesn't accept it um, as much as us. Mission is for those who have never heard the good news of Jesus Christ. Some of us might see it as a, a, task, a task to be completed. Uh, some of us have gone on short-term mission trips, uh, great opportunities to serve, great opportunities to bless, great opportunities to encourage. Uh, some of those, some we've gone and we've gone over and participated in trips without ever really knowing what the community needs or what they're asking for or much about their culture. We kind of go, we give them all the resources and all the skills that we have with our Western uh, philosophy and thinking and then we leave and kind of leave it to them. Uh, perhaps you think of mission as something reserved for the select few. Something that, you know, it's not, it's not my job, it's you know, their job. Uh, you know, or maybe you think you, a, a particular mission speaker comes to mind. I remember growing up in the church, we'd, heard, we'd uh, hear, for, sorry, I, would, I should say, I would hear the word mission speaker and I'd think, oh. Um, I never find them terribly inspired. Now, if you grew up and you know me from visiting various churches that I've been a part of, my apologies, that's just my memory. It's just the way that I thought. Um, and, I, you know, hopefully I've matured out of that. Uh, but maybe there's a particular speaker who comes to mind around mission speaking, who ignited something in you, who sparked something in you, or perhaps didn't. Mission brings up all sorts of ideas and thoughts and concepts for each of us, doesn't it? But what we do want to say is that mission is central to who we are as the Horsham Church of Christ. It had it's been a strong part of our history. A strong part of our heritage has been uh, committed to the local community as well as sending people out into the world um, to serve in mission with however they feel called. And it will remain a significant part of shaping our future as well. Mission is, in fact, uh, commanded for those who confess Jesus Christ as Lord. We're not that comfortable with the idea of command. We're not that comfortable, particularly as Aussies, uh, of being directed, of, of having a very clear instruction, direction of what we are meant to do or what we're required to do. And yet this is what it is to those who confess Jesus as Lord, seeking to follow Jesus in all of our ways, are called to go and make disciples. And Jesus doesn't distinguish between if you've got this degree or if you've got this knowledge or if you've had this experience or you have this skill. He just says, go. And the idea of mission, as I thought about it, is... Uh, 
Perhaps we overcomplicate it a lot of the time, which is what we're very good at doing. Uh, but I see it as recognising and honouring, firstly, who we are in Christ, seeing others as made in the image of God, being witness to who God is and what he has done for us, and inviting others, therefore, to consider who God is, who they are in him, and to encounter a personal relationship as revealed through Jesus. And it's inviting the invitation to invite people to consider the good news of Jesus so that they might repent, that is, change their mind, and believe or trust. Um, interesting, and we should, I think it's important to say there's, there's various journeys in that. Um, some have a really powerful encounter and it's a transform, transformational moment at the click of a fingers. Um, for others, it's a long, slow process of conversation and relationship. And how we hold all of that really well. But it's the invitation to repent, to change your mind and believe. That is trust. Mark says in chapter 1 verses 14 to 15, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Now some of us might be saying and we might have had conversations with saying to people, well what do I need to repent from? How, how badly can I be doing? I'm not as bad as or I don't do terrible things. Well, that's fine. Um, if you think you're only one degree off and you think you're going to a particular destination, where do you think you'll end up? If a plane takes off one degree off its mark heading to Adelaide, do you think it'll end up in Adelaide? It doesn't. So we often look at people and we often think about this idea and the, the idea of repentance has been about faith and there is some notion of that. It's about turn of life. But we also need to about turn or readjust or realign ourselves. Repent. Even if we only think we're only one or two or 50, you know, we might not be 180 degrees out, but we could be 45 degrees out. That's a long way from Jesus at the final destination, isn't it? Um, John chapter 13, this is uh, I guess our foundation verse if you like um, that I keep coming back to every year for the simplicity of who we are and what we want to be doing. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. This is our example, Jesus is our example, Jesus is our witness and that's the witness we want to bear to others as well. So as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So we want to be a part of transforming our community in the name of Jesus. Being present. That is, we want to be people of peace, actively engaged and participating in community. And I know many of us are and do. We want to be authentic, encouraging and entering into meaningful conversations with other people. I think sometimes as Christians I have had conversations with people and we tend to say, oh, they don't want to listen or they don't understand or it's really hard to have the conversations with them about what I think is important for them. They're not ready to hear what you think, we think we need to offer them until we're ready to hear what's happening in their life. What's meaningful for those people that we're gathering with? So we're present and we're authentic and we're entering into courageous conversations beginning to share our encounter and witness of Jesus. As I say, some, it might be a long, slow process. And then acting in generous ways, actively expressing the love of Jesus as stewards of the Father's resources. 
And in this, our mission is both local and global. The strength of our global partnership is given life and energy on the strength of our commitment to local mission. And our local mission is nurtured, encouraged and strengthened with a vision that goes beyond ourselves. Any vision that just draws in itself is a vision that will slowly shrink back, draw back and slowly fade away and die. So it's in this framework we want to invite you to what I think is an exciting shift in the way that we approach and invite people to respond in our mission partnerships. And in the interest of transparency, in the interest of full disclosure, we are asking you for a response. Whether you're here in person uh, or whether you're watching online, if you're a part of the Horsham Church of Christ, we are asking you for a response. Uh, and, and in that, so that we can celebrate a much bigger picture. Let me explain it like this. Over the time that I've been in ministry here, we've slowly seen our mission giving through the church increase. And every year we set a goal of $50,000 that we'd love to release into mission. Particularly globally, uh, we'd think about that. Um, and the reality is the last few years, I couldn't tell you how many exactly, I haven't gone back and looked at it, but we're, we just sit just under it. We might sit somewhere between forty-two dollars to $48,000, which is a great outcome, a brilliant outcome. That's money that's just directed towards our global mission partnerships. But we are wondering, we are, here's the thinking that we're, and why we're asking you to respond in this way, as you'll see by the end of this message. We are wondering if we not only reach the $50,000 target, but exceed it if we think holistically about our church mission partnerships. All right, so keep that in mind. We had a target of $50,000. We actually think this is actually much bigger, and so we want you to help us set the target and the goal, if you like. Um, so we only keep a record of what is given through the church, so we're not aware of what is given to the partners directly. Um, and our church finances also don't record the sponsorship of children, just as a matter of interest. How many people sponsor a child in this room? Yep. So maybe, yeah, okay, I'm not going to do the sums. How many people sponsor more than one child? Yep, okay. So if you, so if you kind of collate that and start adding up, you go, oh, this is really exciting. Are you excited yet or not? Are you excited online? Please be excited online. Um, so... All the partnerships, therefore, that people might have because you've got a particular relationship or friendship with someone who you want to support and honour and cheer on. So we want to celebrate all of these relationships, recognising that wherever we are and serve, we contribute with time or finances. Wherever our partners are, we are part of transforming our community in the name of Jesus. So over the next few weeks... Every household uh, will receive a booklet outlining our particular mission partnerships. Uh, if you don't receive this booklet, uh, please call the office and let us know that you haven't yet received it. I think it will be there by, I don't, it would have to be midweek between 20th and 27th, I think it would probably get there. Who knows with the post? <laughs> it could get there the day after we send it or a week later, so... But they'll be, they'll be sent out this week. If you don't get it, please call the office um, and let us know that you haven't got it. Two things. That's an opportunity for us to update our database, which is a great thing, uh, as well as include you. So the booklet outlines these particular partnerships. 
Uh, M part, and I'm just going to, because it's in the booklet, I'm not going to spend much, too much time on these partnerships. This is just a summary, if you like, an invitation. So M part, uh, and also in partnership with other churches in Victoria, Tasmania, uh, providing uh, and partnering with them in transformation centres that will train and release leaders to transform their communities. And MPART's vision is to be reaching 100,000 communities by 2030. We are part of those communities. Imagine a Horsham Church of Christ being identified with 100,000 communities. All right? Open doors. Uh, open doors. We're going to hear from uh, Ellie Hunter uh, at the end of June. We heard from Ellie last week, uh, last year. You might remember online. Uh, she gave a great, a great message and a great encouragement. And uh, a number of people took up partnerships straight away. Um, so, open doors serve the persecuted Christians throughout the world, helping the local church transform their nation for Jesus. As I, I can't, these are not our. That's not my words. That's what Open Doors says. That's what Empart say. It's about transformation. So just there's such a synergy about this, such a cohesiveness. So when we go and serve, when we partner with Open Doors, we are part of those communities in the persecuted church. Rowan and Rachel uh, served and lived and uh, led amongst us for a number of years before they uh, felt the call to go into mission. They first went up to the Treetops Lodge and managed that uh, lodge up in Cairns and they've come back to Kangaroo Ground to serve with uh, Wycliffe in the finance and admin team at Kangaroo Ground. They directly impact, influence and serve workers uh, to see people from every language group living as disciples of Jesus Christ through the power of God's word in a language that speaks to their heart. And we are part of these communities. We are part of these communities. This is, remember we're Horsham, rippling out, spreading out, being filled by the presence of Jesus and going out from there. Uh, Stephen and Kathy, uh, with Zoe, Zach and Asher have committed to educating and training people living in throughout islands in the Indian Ocean. They are committed to providing education to families otherwise unable to afford it, uh, while also developing leaders, providing Bible training, lecturing in Christian ministry and theology. And we are part of these communities in the Indian Ocean. Didn't think that, did you? Some of us won't go tra further than Victoria, so this is one way to go further. Uh, Damien and Hannah, oh, aren't they cute? Um, Damien and Hannah with uh, Adeline and, and Liam uh, have been serving here with the Horsham Church of Christ uh, for a number of years in various ways and various uh, expressions. Uh, are preparing to move to the islands as well to serve in a Christian school in an otherwise Hindu community. Uh, and they are committed to building relationships in the local community, discerning where and how God will lead them in years to come. They are currently, I think I've got this right, are preparing to attend a language training next year. That's what we're hoping for. Um, and before they then go into the islands, Damien's going to be uh, working and teaching in the school there, uh, and particularly in a school that's gained sponsorship and provides uh, 
for uh, communities who can't otherwise afford the education. And Damien and Hannah together will be living and serving and playing, if you like, in amongst the community uh, and learning to engage with the community. As they go there, guess what? We are part of that community, transforming our communities in the name of Jesus. So that's, they're our global mission partners, if you like. Not if you like, that's what it is. Um, (laughs) So MPART, Open Doors, a couple of great organisations working in incredible ways to bring transformation. And then people have directly felt the call to go and serve specifically in various parts of the world. Um, and I think they each add a different dynamic, an incredible dynamic in various ways, and we're very excited about it. Now, here's what we want to say about this. We would love to see over the coming 12 months, um, I'm sure I'm going to cause our finance team some grief, uh, but we'd love to see uh, $10,000 minimum to each of these partners. Setting the bar, I'd love to see $10,000 and celebrate that this church uh, in will uh, partner with this, these communities in seeing these partners and commit $10,000 to each of these partnerships, through, whether you give through the church or your direct giving. Uh, for all of these, we're also seeking to have a local mission advocate, uh, someone who will facilitate conversations and explore mission, what mission exposure trips might look like that might deepen our awareness, uh, strengthen our prayer and encourage our passion to transform our community in the name of Jesus as disciples making disciples. So there might be uh, a particular person or family or partnership there that you're really excited about and you'd love to excite others about it. We'd love to have a chat with you about what that looked like. Jason and Christina Brand have already taken on the uh, advocacy for uh, Open Doors um, and uh, they'll be working to develop that over the coming years. I have been the advocate for MPART but there's always opportunity for other people to pick that up as well, if you're interested. Um, I meant to say, um, Damien and Hannah also have some information and opportunity for further conversations out in our entrance as well over the next few weeks. Cool. <coughs> All right. Happy with that? Yep. You excited about that? Yep. Yeah, good. So am I. I am getting more excited actually the more I talk about it um, we, we sponsor uh, I just learned this last week I thought it was about 40 45 we actually sport, f- sponsor 60 children throughout Thailand yeah I'm, okay. I think that's really cool um, and that's you know that's not uh, I know we sponsor other people we might have sponsor organizations in other places so you think about that the investment that we are making as the Horsham Church of Christ in another part of the community. The beauty about compassion is that they're very clear about releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. That's why we wanted to align with compassion. So there's some places they cannot get into, will not be welcomed into, simply because of that statement. And they work with local churches to facilitate transformation in their local communities. Um, They work and partner with uh, local pastors to see what the needs are and see how the needs can be best um, accommodated and responded to in that local community. Everything from healthcare to clean water to education uh, to work to university training. Um, 
significant. And many, many of these students who are, uh, grow up in these poorer countries actually want to be educated and grow up and learn skills, not so they can leave and run, run away from it, so they can actually go back and be a part of bringing that change, which I think is just amazing. Um, and this directly impacts, as I said, I guess families, which flows into community, and we are part of these communities. In this, we also recognise and celebrate Margaret Papoff. Uh, Margaret has uh, returned home and concluded her time in Nagashot in South Sudan and uh, has now in Melbourne, I think. Is that right? Yes. Um, so we hope to have Margaret visit in the next couple of months. I think those conversations are happening uh, and our partnership in that mission partnership will officially conclude with Margaret at the end of 2021. And all of this says nothing about our local partnerships. Uh, the things that we're doing and involved in locally as part of our budgeting, as part of our uh, commitment, um, our coach mentoring kind of sits in a different spot, but that's still involved very clearly in our community. Uh, this is a finance uh, budgeting course and skills and helping people release from debt. We've seen a couple of stories out of that over the last couple of years. The Christian Emergency Food Centre and particularly the partnership with Mealbox, 105 meals the team made yesterday to go to the Emergency Food Centre to provide a healthy home-cooked meal direct and ready uh, for people to defrost and uh, warm up for themselves over these months, which is fantastic. The Horsham College Chaplaincy, Kate and Yoland, uh, serve there. Uh, the Carols by Candlelight, we directly um, support that um, and encourage that and financially encourage that. The Genesis 4 Genesis 4 house. Uh, Genesis 41, the storehouse is, comes out of the chapter of Genesis 41 where Joseph brings through the abundant years, uh, the years of uh, growth in crops, he brings a portion into the storehouse. So in the years of struggle and hardship, um, he can be providing for the people in Egypt. So we have set aside and we set aside a certain amount each year and each month and when there's some left over, when we, we think we've got a bit of breathing space, we put aside an amount um, and that, that helps seed new ministries, that's helped um, respond to different uh, mission calls uh, throughout the year. It's also helped pay board for people or rent for people or um, bond, I think is the other word, rather than board. It's helped with car registrations, it's helped with groceries, um, some accommodation. So we have this fund available uh, that you know, we need to manage well and manage carefully and thoughtfully and with discernment, but this is also a really exciting opportunity. And so we have a real heart for mission um, and a real um, opportunity to continue to build in that heart. Uh, and expand that heart, I guess. And so here is the fun part. Are you ready for the fun part? <laughs> Just let me check something here. I wonder if the people online are ready for the fun part. I don't know. I was going to check online, but I won't do that. Um, we, we want to invite you to partner. So in this booklet, uh, we want you to... Uh, you can start this conversation now. Who are the partners that we are already partnering with? Who are the people that we are already serving and caring for in relationship with? Who do we already receive newsletters from? Who do we already financially contribute to? Who do we already pray for? You can be having those conversations at home in your, uh, with children 
husbands, wives, whoever might be uh, appropriate to have that conversation with. And this booklet has a a tear-off sheet at the back that we'd love you to take some time to fill out. If you need extra space, attach an extra sheet of paper to it. Um, But we'd love you to bring this back as part of our gathering on June 27th. so we've, we've asked for your name and your date just so we can keep um, track. And I say keep track, we're not going to follow you up. If you miss a payment, we don't know. Um, we're not hunting you down about this. This is just useful information. So I guess the way that I thought about it, for example, if um, our local advocate hears that Damien and Hannah are going to come home at some stage, we can get that list of people who have said, yes, we'd love to financially and prayerfully contribute and partner to that relationship. We can immediately just put an email out to that group. We'll certainly put one out to the wider church, but we can directly invite the people who have committed to partnering with them. Now, having said that, I know Damien and Hannah would love, as with all these organisations, would love to know that you are partnering with them. So go and talk to them, get their newsletter, get their information as well. So what I'm saying in that, we're not tracking your information by asking for your name. Does that make sense? You with me? Um, and we're only asking your name as well if we need to clarify anything. Uh, and if you are committed uh, to, because the, if you're committed to other mission partnerships, so if you're committed to other mission partnerships who aren't already here, my suspicion is, I can't think of um, a mission, Far Eastern Broadcasting Corporation. I think there's a couple of people here who partner with that. Them. My, my suspicion would be that if we found out, oh, there's actually half a dozen people here who partner with that organisation, we could gather them together. Yeah. And we could go, oh, is there, a better, is, a bigger, is there a different response that we could be making here? Is this a partnership we could actually take on as a local church? Because what, what often happens is if oh, I sponsor or I partner with a particular family or organisation and I think I'm just doing that and then we find out, oh, there's six other people who might do that as well. Oh, how can we... That becomes a, a movement of prayer. That becomes a movement... We know we're not on our own in that. Does that make sense? Um, Uh, if, you, if you volunteer with an organisation, yeah, so there's space here for volunteer hours or financial hours, whatever it might be, however you do that. Um, can you see how our mission partnership might actually might be much bigger? I know we're talking dollar figures, but it might actually much, be much bigger than $50,000. Does that excite anyone else? That also means that we're directly involved in conversation, prayer and relationships and receiving information that's much bigger than we're aware of. That's really exciting. And we want to celebrate that. We want to celebrate that with you. Like I've got a figure in my head. I'm I'm thinking we give and partner with organisations in the excess of well over $100,000. Okay. That's double like what we've been setting. Like that's, that's really cool. And I do want to say, and I really want to be clear, like I know we're talking about a lot about finances, but it is also about receiving the newsletter, getting their prayer updates, communicating with them, our, our mission partnerships, being involved, following up, attending special events where possible. Um, that's really helpful and I know it really blesses our partners as well.
Um, so simply, our desire, hope and belief is that we will actually have the opportunity to celebrate our much larger mission story together. How's that sound? Any questions in that or not? Let me, let me be really brave. What did you say, Jared? No. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm sure you'll come up to me later with some questions. That's fine. Um, if you've got questions online, certainly communicate and check with us. But the missions booklet will be coming in the next week to 10 days. Please be prayerful already, responding. Um, the message is there, so you're able to go back and look. If you can't think of a mission partner, oh, who was that? Guess what? You can look online. Um, look at today's service. So in that, I guess finally, while we have, um, we've certainly over the last 12 to now 18 months getting there, certainly wanted to respond to our circumstances as a nation and locally for us and in our state. We've wanted to respond with compassion and with caution over the last 12 months um, in terms of COVID pandemic and those kind of things. I know there's frustration. I know there's disappointment. We know that there's multiple aspects of communication and multiple things said. But in all of that, while we wanted to be compassionate um, and cautious, uh, we don't want to shrink back from our mission. Okay? We don't want to shrink back from our mission. And that is transforming our communities, that is local and global communities, in the name of Jesus as we are present, authentic, courageous and generous so that we might go deeper into being a movement of disciples making disciples. And as our team comes up, I have one final thought for you because while we've thought a lot about um, our global mission partnerships and the various organisations that we partner with, a few weeks ago uh, as we walked through the Gospel of Mark, I asked the question, who is your one in 21? Who is your one in 2021? Who is the one person in your circle, in your people of peace, that you're praying would have an encounter with Jesus? Who is your one that you're uh, having meaningful conversations with? Who is your one in 2021 that you might be able to begin to talk a little bit about the hope that you have? What, who Jesus is for you, the witness. How do you witness about who Jesus has done for you? They might be able to argue about plenty of things, philosophical, scientific, but they can't argue about who Jesus is for you. Who is your one who is in 2021 who we are being actively engaged in a generous way? In serving others. Now that might be one person or it might be four or five different people at different stages in the conversation. But this is the, this is the heart of mission, that it starts from here as Jesus pours into us, as we've known Jesus filling us, we overflow and ripple out into transforming our communities in the name of Jesus. And may that be a time and an ongoing expression of being able to raise a hallelujah as the Horsham Church of Christ.